0: Hello everyone. This is Burgess Power Hour, and tonight, today, we are talking about love versus fear. And boy, is there a lot of fear going on right now? Right? Yep. Uh, thank you all for joining. And uh, again, if you're on video, we're not going to be using video. Uh, but oh. it's good to see you if you were there. I could see you. But um, uh, speakers on. But what we're <laughs> hi. Hi, Burgess. <laughs> But what we're going to do is um, normally in my Zoom calls I do keep the videos on and we do our webinars that way. But uh, we're doing this as our Power hour, hour, and I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody to start with. I think. Let me just mute everybody. Okay, so we don't have uh, any background noise. So you can unmute yourself. So uh, if you, when you want to talk, just unmute yourself because we are going to be doing a lot of um, conversation tonight, as well as, of course, those of you who know me, you know I love experiential stuff. Those of you who have not been on our power hours before, uh, we love to do experiential things. So it's not just me yakking, okay? So welcome again to Love and Fear, Love versus Fear, and I would suggest for everyone to get a pen and paper out, something to write with, so that when we get to the point where we're going to do some uh, digging around in your subconscious that you have uh, that ready to go. So if you're available to write, that'd be great. If not, uh, you will get a recording because you have registered, so you'll get the recording of this and uh, you'll be able to do it then as well. So again, um, we are using Zoom this time as opposed to our normal. Um, call-ins that we do that I've been using for the last four years, but they crashed on me for the last two times. So (laughs) we're going to just do it this way for now because of what's going on in the world. We're going to try it this way. So I apologize if you're used to using this with video. We're just not going to do it this time, but you're more than welcome to join us next uh, week, April 25th, Uh, which we are doing a three hour workshop on essence of relationships. So it's a three hour online workshop that we're going to be doing very experiential. Uh, Normally I do these as one days uh, close together and you know as a workshop live, Uh, but we're going to put it on the internet now. We're going to put it uh, as a as a webinar. So I welcome you to come to that uh, if you choose to, and you can go to essence slash E O R And just register for it there. Um, so you can join us for our three hour essence of relationships workshop that we're going to be doing virtually On April twenty-fifth from 10am to 1pm Eastern Standard Time. So, hey, how great. You don't have to go anywhere. You just kind of go to your uh, Go to your zoom and there we are. So I encourage all of you to join me on that. Uh, If you're a member of our conscious leadership Academy, it's uh, It's free to you. Uh, If you are not a member of our Academy the essence of being conscious leadership Academy. It's $47 such a deal. And that's for three hours with our virtual essence of relationships where we're going to dig into what we were going to do live in person. So Without further ado, let me just get into this with love versus fear. I felt like this would be appropriate. Um, If you joined me last, uh, I did a special power hour for us uh, around the coronavirus and around fear and anxiety and how to navigate through that. Uh, So I wanted to kind of continue the love versus fear theme uh, and kind of dig a little deeper into that. And again, you can unmute yourself if you you have a question or if you want to share or anything like that. Uh, You can just unmute yourself uh, from your computer or your phone, and I'll be happy to speak to you, and I'll unmute you at a certain time anyway, because I want to hear from all y'all. I miss you. Okay, so two types of fear. Well, let's start with fear first, because that seems to be uh, prevalent in a lot of people's uh, mindset right now, and certainly around the world. Um, And as a reminder for some of you, and maybe uh, as maybe you've heard this is the first time you've heard it, fear from um, the definition of that can be from the Course in Miracles is false evidence appearing real. And what I mean by that is we find evidence all of our lives to prove that we're right about our fear. So we have this false evidence and it appears very, very real to us around the fear. And we can look at fear that way, meaning we can look at it as false evidence, appearing real, or we can look at fear as forgetting everything is all right. So those are the acronyms that I use. Forgetting everything is all right, okay? So just like when we're a kid, right? We scream out, mommy, daddy, there's a monster under my bed. There's a monster under my bed. Is there really a monster under the bed? No, but to that kid, right? To the kid, it's really, there's a real monster there. So what does the mommy or daddy do? They come in and they say, no, honey, look underneath the bed. Let's look together. And the kid gets to see, see, there's no monster there. So the kid gets new evidence. So it, according to that kid and to us, as we grow older, older, we get a lot of evidence that it's real. And What I'm suggesting that we do is understand that sometimes our fear is false evidence. We just have to keep looking for different evidence that it's not real. But we keep looking all of our lives to prove ourselves right, so we keep gathering all this evidence all around our life that all of our fears are real. Now, is the coronavirus real right now? Yes. There are two types of fear though I want to talk about, and then I want to talk about three types of love, okay? So remember, this is love versus fear. So there are two types of fear. There's the perceived fear of the future, or that's the unknown, the fear of the unknown, or it, it hasn't happened yet, or the what ifs, I call them. So if you have a fear of the what ifs, what if I get it? What if somebody gets sick? Or what if I can't do this? Or what if I can't do that? What if this happens? So we can be living in that type of fear, which is perceived fear of the future. That's one type of fear. Another type of fear is that reptilian fear in the reptilian brain, where we assess danger. So we get to, it resides in our reptilian brain, meaning that we assess the danger and say, is this something that's going to hurt me right now in this present moment? That's where we decide if we fight or if we flight or if we freeze. You've heard that before, fight, flight or freeze, I think. So you get to choose, am I gonna fight this danger? Am I going to run? Am I gonna freeze? and I can't do anything. It's called learned helplessness, where we learn just to be helpless and freeze. And I talk about this a lot in our relationships class and you'll see uh, when you come to it next week, April 25th, we go into a lot of different types of relationships and how you can improve on them. But for now, just understand that there are two types of fear that I wanted to just address, which is the unknown, which is fear of the future and it's perceived, and then there's the the fear of the present moment where we decide, are we going to run, are we going to fight, are we going to freeze and not do anything? So those are the two types of fear. Now, there are three types of love, as I understand it. There is self-love, there's love of others, and then there's the universal love, universal love for all and you can call that universe you can call that God you can call that higher self great spirit source energy but it's a universal love that is it's what is is okay so some people call it the I am so these types of love can get all kind of mixed up sometimes where fear and love kind of combines sometimes if you think about it. If, so for instance, when our fear and our love combines, it's usually because of something like, I'll give you an example, I love somebody so much. Let's say I love my, my kid and I want to, I see that there's a bear coming, okay? And I'm here with my baby in my arms. So what am I going to do? My love for that baby is going to do something to, even though I'm afraid, even though I have a lot of fear of danger, and I have fear of myself, fear of what's going to happen, I'll do anything to not let that bear eat my kid. Okay, so my love for that child outweighs the fear I have of death. So, and of course, in that case, you might want to run, but that's a whole other story. So there are times when we love someone and something so much that we it can turn into fear sometimes when there's that safety that gets involved. In other words, if we're afraid of our safety or someone else's safety, it's because of the great love that we have that we want to protect or to fix or to to know because you understand that a lot of times and especially right now we're going through this time in our lives in the world where we just don't know we don't know what the future is going to bring so we can step into fear around that because it's the unknown we can also step into love Meaning that there are two thought systems that we can always go to fear and love fear and love and we get to choose where we're going to reside at any particular moment. So with fear. It's feeling based And it's ego based So in the fear thought system and this is just a guide for you to see where am I right now. Am I am I living in fear. Or am I living in love. So fear seeks the truth because you want to know, am I going to be safe or what's going to happen? So if you're in your feelings around it and your ego is basically um, leading the charge, okay, what could happen? These are the things that you could find yourself in and you know you're in the fear thought system where you find fault with things. You want to start finding faults about why things are the way they are. Or why a person did what they did finding fault or attacking trying to attack other people or other things or even yourself. Uh, Anytime you're thinking about not enough that's scarcity. So that's also fear based Meaning that there's not enough food. There's not enough toilet paper. There's not enough people in the world that know me, there's not enough love, there's not enough water, there's not enough whatever you're thinking of, that means that you are focused in on the scarcity, that there's not enough. Also, if you find yourself conditionally forgiving someone for something they've done, and you say to them, I forgive you, you son of a bitch, but you better not do it again, that's called conditional forgiving. That is also on the fear side, that feeling-based ego side. Also, if you find yourself in conflict a lot, and you seek out conflict, some people love to debate. That could be, not always, but it could be if you find conflict in everything you do, you bump up against things a lot, okay? You could be in fear, in that fear thought system. Also, separation. If you find now we're in this physical social distancing. I don't believe we can, we need to socially distance, but we can physically, we're physically distancing. But I don't know about you, but now, right now, especially now people are really finding what's really important in their life. And they're really getting to look at what is most important and reaching out to people in a way that maybe they've never reached out before and seeing things from a new pair of fresh eyes. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later about how we can see things from a different perspective. But if we feel separated, okay, then sometimes that could be we're going to fear. So if you're finding yourself feeling, quote, isolated or separated, the truth for me is we never really are alone. We're always connected. It's just a matter of us owning that and knowing it and reaching out and allowing that from that universal love that I was talking about. Another way that you can notice if you're in the fear thought system is you'd rather be right than happy. And you know who you are. You know, if you're one of those where you have to prove yourselves right, instead of being just happy. Also, here's another example of being in the fear thought system. If you start going into guilt and beating yourself up about something or shame, okay, and you're feeling ashamed of something, that's also, what are they going to find out about me? That's in the fear. And you probably know, or maybe you have in the past, thrown some guilt or thrown some shame at somebody. So there are throwers and they're catchers. So, you know, I make this joke in the workshops, in Essence of Being, all the time. I say, uh, you know, that's okay. I'm going to sit in the corner in the dark. You go ahead without me. It's all right. I'll be fine. So that's throwing guilt, hoping that someone's going to catch it. And here's the key with that fear thought system. If you don't catch the guilt and go into shame about it, that they're gonna start stop throwing it. So if you're in a relationship or you know people who are throwing guilt at you or throwing shame at you and you're catching it, stop catching it and they'll stop throwing it because it's no fun to play catch with one person. So these are little uh, ways that you can tell are you in a, in a, um, in a fear thought system, okay? Hopefully that makes sense. Now, in a love thought system, it's value-based, not necessarily feelings-based. It's value-based. And it comes from the great spirit, not from the ego. It comes from your higher self. And it also seeks truth. And the truth is love. And there is no greater power than that experience of being love so love and so how you can tell if you're in love if you're in that love thought system just look at yourself are you a seeker of love are you a love seeker do you seek out other people that are of high vibration and that are love do you vibrate love do people seek you out are you looking for harmony in every situation You know, and its I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult right now sometimes for many of us to say, how can I seek harmony in what's going on in the world right now? But truly, if you go back and listen to the podcast that I did about uh, anxiety and fear in the age of coronavirus, and I did a whole workshop on it as well, if you missed that one, I might do that again at some point. But it talks about, and we talk about how to do that, how to have a new perspective about what's happening in the world right now and seek harmony, focusing on the harmony of the fact that we are grateful that some of us are A, not sick, B, maybe we don't know anybody who has gone through the veil or passed away. Um, There are so many that have. And yet, If we look at it from a new perspective of we're harmonizing with this. If we could rise above the fear and look down on the world and see the beauty in the world and focus on what is working and what that connection means to all of us. I feel like that will allow us to really um, Shift that fear veil that's hovering around us. Also, We believe in abundance. If you're in love, there is an abundance. There's not scarcity. So if you find yourself going into scarcity about anything, there's not enough, seek out the abundance. So let's say you don't find toilet paper. Okay. What do you find a lot of? You know, there's an abundance. If you look around your house right now, around your world, and you can see an abundance of something and focus your attention on love the abundance of what you do have and where you are and be grateful. Of course, gratitude is always a love touchstone. Also, an unconditional forgiver. If you're an unconditional forgiver, that's coming from the place of love, meaning that I forgive you and whatever you have done, I'm not saying what you did was okay. I'm saying I have let go of the charge that I have that's been hurting me. Therefore, I seek to have love in my heart. Because if you're stressed out, and if, you're, uh, if you have grievances, you can't hold love in your heart at the same time. Also, with love, another way to identify if you are in love that love thought system is you seek out unity and synergy and have empathy. Have empathy for each other. And synergy is creating something bigger than you can by yourself. In other words, what we're doing right now is synergistic, by the way. All of you here together, I feel your energy now. I do, I feel you. And Uh, Hopefully, you'll, you'll be able to feel me through this energy grid that we have set up, that there is a synergy going on, that we can create something beautiful together. And if you are in love, in that love thought system, you have peace of mind. And one way to get to that peace of mind is to understand that fear and love can be very similar, but you get to choose how you're going to vibrate at any particular moment. Fear or love? Fear or love? You can ask yourself every day, am I in fear or am I in love? And the other way to look at love is if you'd rather be happy than right. So you can choose to be happy, even in the midst of all the things that are going on right now. Now, I understand that many of us may have loved ones or friends that are in pain and hurting right now. And the best way we can support them and ourselves is to go to that love place to know that all is well and all will be well. We can use fear to motivate us, but we could also use love to motivate us. So I also say in the workshops, break down, break through, break free. So many of us might be having a breakdown right now. And just to know that that could be necessary for us to grow. Many people grow and learn and shift and change through breakdown. It's very painful, but that is a way to grow. So if you're having any kind of breakdown, just know that you're on your way to break through. What happens though is many people have these breakdowns and they just live from one breakdown to the next and not take the next step, which is break through, and the next step after that is break free. So I'm gonna go into that a little more, a little bit later after we do our, our uh, little exercise we're gonna do. And just to remind you that the physiology of fear, very interesting, it's very similar to love. Think about when you're first in love or you're excited about something that you love or you're passionate about, your heart beats faster, you maybe get sweaty, you start sweating, your blood pressure goes up, you maybe hold your breath. That's the same thing with fear. So physiologically, we can have the same types of responses when we're in love for the first time, our heart beats faster, We hold our breath maybe, we start sweating. Oh my God, am I gonna look good? Our blood pressure goes up. Or we get excited about something. But it's the same thing with the fear as well, right? So one thing I wanna just say is that what are you focusing on right now, love or fear? It's sort of like the hurricane and many of you may have heard me say this before in some of my other power hours and podcasts about the hurricane, the eye of the storm, the eye of the hurricane. That's where we're in right now. Tragic events, whether it's man-made or nature-made, it gives us pause to ask, why is this happening and what can we do about it? So life can sometimes feel much like a hurricane. Everything can change in an instant. So it could be a diagnosis, or a life's cut too short, or a job ends, or a relationship ends, an accident happens, a virus. Now these outside experiences, they have the potential to plummet our thoughts into chaos. Unable to make decisions and take action when it's needed the most. So, in the center of this hurricane is the eye, that calm place, the stillness. We can observe the storm swirling around us and not allow it to knock us off our center. So ask yourself, am I being knocked off my center right now? So our knowing that we are whole and we have the ability to flow only love through our consciousness will ease the pain. It's hard sometimes to maintain this perspective when we turn on the news. But in the face of this tragedy and trauma, we can recognize our oneness. We can stand in our eye, the big eye, centered inside us that knows the truth. So it's in that stillness where we can experience the storm outside without resisting the winds of doubt and fear, okay? So a lot of us may have that. As you watch this virus, and maybe you have anxiety about your job or whatever it is, and all of that's swirling around you in that chaos, you know that inside the eye, all is well. So are you still having a human experience? Absolutely. But you know at your core that you are perfect and whole. You are not your fear. And somewhere, In the dance between this humanness and divinity, the still small voice resides, ready to guide you as you navigate the storm. But as many of you know, who've done any of our work together and our play together, what we resist persists. So therefore, it's important that we relax into the present moment. Resisting life's flow only creates pain and suffering. So when we try to control external circumstances, we create a resistance to the perfection of that moment. So in other words, the chaos of the storm clouds, our vision and we're unable to act. However, if we settle into the I, the big I, we can begin to hear the still small voice, the truth of our being, our perceptions of reality become clear and devoid of the pressure of the storm, the falsehood of our limited beliefs. And we're able to act with more freedom and clarity. We are the eye of the hurricane. So stand up for the integrity of who we are and be the eye instead of dipping down into the chaos and letting it pull us off our center, allowing these outside influences to move us a certain way. Storms often create a pathway of destruction, okay? But they are still expressions of creative energy. And remember what happens after a storm? When a storm clears a path, flowers can grow. That's that whole breakdown, breakthrough, break free. You might have a breakdown, but you're having a breakthrough because now you can smell the flowers where you couldn't see them before. And then the more you do that, the more you can break free of any limiting beliefs that hold you back. Now, I know that we are on the precipice of a new paradigm, everybody. We really are. It's a shift in our cosmic energy, just FYI. And remember, those essence of being graduates, contrast leads to clarity. You know that. So we're having a lot of contrast right now, and sometimes we need a dramatic example of what isn't working before we can shift energetically to recognize what it is that we want. Okay, so what I want to do is, I don't want us to push away our fear, because remember what we resist persists, right? And I want us to get to a place of acceptance, which is love. So let's look at it. Let's go in and do a little writing exercise Um, and we're going to do a stream of consciousness writing and remember you can unmute yourself anytime. And that stream of consciousness writing is basically I'm going to say a statement and I want you to finish the statement. And don't edit it. Don't try to think about it too hard. Just write down the first things that come up in your brain into your head, write the first things down. Okay. So, here we go. The reason I'm afraid to love myself is... The reason I'm afraid to love myself is... Now, your first reaction might be, I'm not afraid to love myself, and that's okay. But really allow your mind just to go... The first thing that comes up, the reason I'm afraid to love myself is... And just finish the sentence. And the next one, are you ready? So, I definitely want to talk about this when we're done. The next one is the reason I'm afraid to love others is the reason I'm afraid to love others is what's the first thing you think of write it down. Just finish up on the one you're on, whatever you thought of. And the last one I want you to write down. Is the reason I'm afraid to allow others to love me is... The reason I'm afraid to allow others to love me is... Let's finish up on that one. And some of you may have something you wrote down, some of you may not. But I would love to hear from you. Um, If you want to share, all you have to do is unmute. And we can see what you came up with and see if anybody else can relate with it and talk about it. So all you have to do is unmute yourself. My name is Natasha, I'd like to share.
1: Uh, for, it's my first time. Uh, thank you for having me on the call. And um, so the reason I'm afraid to love myself is because I may not be worth it. The reason I'm afraid to love others is because they can hurt me. And But what surprised me is the last one. The reason I'm afraid to have others love me is because I can hurt them. That's That's what surprised me.
0: No, I really I appreciate that share, and that's that's very uh, a lot of people have that response, and to have that uh, epiphany or to have that awareness is really important, because the first thing you said, and this might be true for many of you listening, uh, afraid to love yourself because you don't feel you're worth it. I mean that is a bottom line. I call bubble talk. Bubble talk is the subconscious thought. Uh, That you have that keeps you from getting what you want. It's like your little bubble above your head of a cartoon character. And that's your thought process That's your subconscious thought that you don't even know is there. And so what you're saying is the reason I'm afraid to love myself is because I'm not worth it. That's a that is a very core bubble that I'm unworthy But it totally makes sense. If you think about the belief system, which is subconscious, that I'm on something about you feels unworthy, and of course, you would feel guilty as well as unworthy if you are afraid to allow others to love you because you would hurt them. That would make you feel guilty, and it ties right into being unworthy. So you beat yourself up, meaning you'd feel guilty about things and you feel less worthy and less worthy and your evidence has been that others hurt you so the reason i'm afraid to love others is they may hurt me and that may have been your evidence in the past therefore that is what you have been seeing in your life and it's very real remember i said false evidence appearing real so the fear is that it's absolutely real because it's happened before therefore there must be something wrong with me if they're going to hurt me. And there must be something wrong with me if I am afraid to love others because I might hurt them. And it all boils down to I'm unworthy. Can you see how that kind of plays hand in hand? Yes. Yeah. So to to understand that about yourself, it's not about – beating yourself up anymore okay this is this is fat this is a wonderful breakdown breakthrough and your break free moment can be uh definitely the affirmation i am worthy is going to is going to help you support you in shifting that thought process but the thing to understand about guilt if you feel guilty that you're afraid to allow others to love you because you might hurt them back okay or just hurt them If you start feeling guilty, guilt demands punishment. So you you as a creator of your own life, okay, you as being in control and powerful in your own life, you can attract people to you to punish you and or you're going to self-sabotage. I see that. To beat yourself up and to punish you so what would be so the opposite of that of course is I am worthy yes yes Okay. so I would suggest that you start with that affirmation every day in the morning and just look in the mirror every morning and say that to yourself to say you are worthy and then you say I am worthy and you do that ten times looking in the mirror whether you believe it or not Whether you have no idea how that's going to go, what's going to happen, it's just starting that reframe so that you can let go of the guilt because what's the opposite of guilt?
1: Punishment.
0: What's the opposite? If you're not guilty, you're Happy? Accept it? Innocent. What is it? Innocent. Oh, innocent. Yeah. A lot of my EOBers, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Essence of being graduates. <laughs> they know. Being innocent. Because you're either innocent or you're guilty. So when you were born, were you born guilty or innocent? Innocent. Yes. And you're still innocent. It's just that we forgot. Mm. So that little baby, when you're holding a baby, you're saying, You're so cute. You're so cute. <laughs> And the baby just takes it all in and believes that and, and absolutely receives that energy of love and gives it back by just receiving that from the person. So we're just like that little baby. We're still there. That little baby is still within us. That innocent part of us is still there. Sometimes we just forget. Is that helpful? Yes, beautiful.
1: Thank you. And I will take on the affirmation.
0: Yes. Perfect, and I'm going to give everybody uh, some tools to work with here in a minute um, that that you can use in order to remain in love and not fear, or if you're just just understanding when you're in fear or when you're in love. Okay, but the reason I wanted to ask those questions is so that you could get some clarity, maybe about: Have you been afraid to love yourself? Have you had fear of loving others? And have you? had fear of allowing others to love you for whatever reason because it can get confusing at times around fear and love so whatever you wrote down I hope that um, you had some awareness there of something that made sense I mean I have time for one more person to share and then I want to go into a whole other part here anybody else want to share what they wrote? I'd like to share, uh, Birch. Okay, awesome. Hey, Cheryl. Okay.
2: Hi, Birch. How are you? I miss you.
0: I miss you too. Good. We'll get to see you. I hope soon. I know. I know. We'll come on the relationships class, and we're gonna do it the regular Zoom way, where we can see everybody. Oh, I'm on the 25th. I'm down. No doubt about it.
2: Okay. okay. Awesome. Anyways, okay. So the reason I'm afraid to love myself is because, yeah, I've always heard, you know, you can't be loved until you love yourself. And then of course, once you love yourself, then there's, you know, it could be open, you know, all of a sudden you can love, Can somebody will love you. And again, I don't feel worthy. So, of anybody loving me. So therefore I don't love myself so that I don't have maybe a huge pile of men that'll love me. Cause I don't feel worthy of a man loving me. Um, then the reason why I'm afraid to love others is because I'm going to get hurt and taken advantage of so and the third one is the reason I'm afraid to allow others to love me is I may get hurt because I'm going to be very open and vulnerable, and when I'm open and vulnerable um, you know it's just again it's i don't the worthiness is not there, so I don't feel lovable,
0: wow, so. You, you've, you had it in every single question. It came out in every single one. Oh, um, yeah. Boils down to that worthiness and being unlovable. Mm-hmm. And certainly taken advantage of, if you've ever been taken advantage of, okay, mm-hmm. some people feel uh, guilty about that, like they should have, would have, could have, should have known better.
2: I have a lot of shame, period.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling it. Good, good job. So the shame boils right back down to I'm unworthy. Mm -hmm. So you can prove to yourself, see, I knew it. I knew I'm unworthy and I knew, uh, you know, the guilt and all that stuff comes up. So yes. So a same thing for you, my dear Cheryl, is changing that affirmation every morning. You just wake up every morning, go into the mirror, Brush your teeth and say, you are worthy and you are lovable. And then you change it to, I am worthy and I am lovable. And many of you have heard this type of experience before. If you have trouble saying those things to yourself in the mirror, get a picture of yourself when you were a little boy or little girl. Put that picture on the mirror and you first start with that little girl. You look into that little girl's eyes and you say that, look, you are worthy and you are lovable and Mm -hmm. you first to the little person, and then you look into the mirror and say it to you, again, you are lovable and you are worthy, and then you change it to I. And you do that 10 times uh, each person. So 10 times for the little girl, 10 times for the you in the mirror, and then 10 times for the I in the mirror. And if you do that every morning, just as a ritual, watch what happens every day, watch for new evidence. That you are in the love thought system and things are shifting, so you're not always in the fear thought system, and uh, finding that same old evidence that you've had. Does that help? Oh yeah,
2: definitely. Perfect.
0: Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Good share. Thanks Cheryl. For- yes, honey. Definitely see you on the 25th, and we're gonna eyeball each other. I promise. So oh, yes. 10 to 1, by the way, Essence of Relationships, it's a virtual workshop, everybody. So you can go to essenceofbeing.com slash E-O-R, stands for Essence of Relationships, and just click on the, um, the virtual re- uh, workshop we're going to have for April 25th. Okay, I have one more person that wanted to share. It just says iPhone. So Miss iPhone or Mr. iPhone, go for it. Let me unmute you. Let's see go ahead you're unmuted anyone there okay hello hello it says iPhone someone asked me on the chat could I share all right well if you come to it if you hear me uh, you're welcome to share but uh, don't hear you you're unmuted okay so Really great shares everybody and whatever you wrote down. Um, I'm sure it sounds like that we have a theme going about unworthiness and being hurt. Okay, so that that tends to happen in fear. We're trying to keep ourselves safe. Remember what I said about fear and safety. That's that fear of the unknown. If we're not safe and then our love gets caught up in all of that. We might love somebody so much we want to keep them safe and then we overcome our fear. So why don't we do that for ourselves? Why, why don't we love ourselves enough to overcome our fear of allowing ourselves to be loved and to love ourselves? So I want to just kind of put it into a perspective that You know, human beings have the capacity, right, to destroy and create. So let's focus on creating a better way to live together with little fear and only acceptance and love. So I encourage all of us to believe that we're safe, that we're loved, and that we're wanted for who we are, even though the overwhelming evidence could be contrary in the world. One way to do this is just breathe, breathe in the light and the love that is always here for us, especially when we're hurting. The depths of our sorrow can be a direct catalyst for the heights of our joy. So one of my favorite stories about this, and then I'm gonna give you some tools, is about Dorothy. And the Wizard of Oz. So Dorothy had the storm. Everything was black and white, right? There was this duality that she was living in. Right, wrong, chaos, calm. So a storm came, blew her. She was wishing, I wanna be over the rainbow. So she was wishing to be over, she wished she was somewhere else and, and somehow she wanted something different. So the storm came and carried her, took her to a new world. She opened the door and it was color. Everything seemed different. She saw things from a different perspective after the storm. So she had a breakdown, then she had a breakthrough. And as she was going down the yellow brick road, which by the way, the yellow brick road can be our inner guidance and our intuition because it's never wrong. So as you're following along the yellow brick road, which is your inner guidance, your intuition, you're looking for that wizard, right, to fix the chaos and return to stability. Somebody fix this. And by the way, Oz, going to Oz is going to your heart chakra. It's green. Going to the Emerald City is your heart chakra. So along the way, what does she do? She runs into the scarecrow for the brains. So the part of us that has the powerful thoughts, the knowing that all is well is there within us. She comes across the Tin Man, the heart, the love, the love of who she is and the love for everything. Being able to really allow herself to immerse herself in love. And then she meets the lion, which is courage. And remember, Courage, the word courage comes from the French word liqueur, which means heart. And it's courage is moving forward in the face of fear. And one of my favorite definitions of courage is commitment plus doubt plus action. If we commit to something of who we want to be and who we are and how we're showing up in the world, (coughs) even now, And we're committed to it. Even though we have doubts. We're not sure. We're not sure what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to be the end result. But we take action anyway. That moves us out of the freeze mentality to be able to take action. So in the face of courage. That's the commitment plus doubt plus action. She finds all of this courage knowledge, love, and what tries to stop her? The witch, which is fear. The witch represents the fear. And who was the most fearless in that whole story? Toto. Toto was the most fearless. Toto saved the day. Toto absolutely showed where the wizard was. Toto helped with killing the witch, right? Toto went to get the rescue. She, he rescued Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So Toto can represent our power, our power animal, basically the one who protects us. Toto can be that universal divine spirit that is not... Uh, afraid, or even if they are afraid, it took action anyway. And what did she do at the end of her journey? She realized that there's no place like home and you, their home is that calm within the storm that all the answers lie within. And it was the journey of the discovery, not Oz, not the wizard, not the destination. It was that journey. So how we respond to this adversity or whatever adversity is happening in our lives, that builds our inner peace. Does that make sense, I hope? Yes. I love that allegory. Love that. So trust and allow and don't ask cow, yeah? Like one of my favorite sayings we say all the workshops. Trust and allow and don't ask cow. Yep, and I have a tool for us to use in this fear versus love. But I wanted to give um, the iPhone one more chance and kept texting me and said, "I want to talk." So who is that? I have an iPhone, you're open.
1: That's you. You want to share? Yes, I do. Um, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can.
1: Okay, um, this is Julianne, and. I wanted to share, like, um, you asked us the reason we're afraid to love others. And what, what really resonated, um, to me on that is that ever since I lost, um, my best friend and companion in 2017, um, and ironically, he's the person that, um, brought me to one of your workshops at phoenix and dragon um tom unfortunately um <coughs> excuse me He slipped back into his addictions and left this world in august of 2017 and since that has happened it's like there's a part of me that would like to at some point be in another relationship but i'm just i have so much fear um of loving anybody now because they might leave yeah exactly you nailed it i mean either they'll you know i'm afraid they'll either leave me by dying or they'll find somebody else that they perceive to be Right. Somehow sexier, better, whatever, right? But mine um, the is you know, that they'll somehow abandon me, and you know, it's just a real mental block. Um, I, I, you
0: know. hear, I hear you, and I understand that, and that is definitely you nailed it as well. That it's just they'll leave, so I'd rather just be safe with not having that heartache, whether mm-hmm. they or whatever, or they die, or whatever it is, but being abandoned. And I can guarantee you, I imagine that's probably not the first time that's happened in your life. And so, you. no,
1: it is not. <laughs> I've, I've lived um, long enough to have gone through that many times.
0: Okay. So, my suggestion is this number one, um, definitely join me next Saturday for the essence of relationships because there's going to be some major, d- deep understanding. Okay. Is that on the 25th? on the 25th from 10 to 1 and it's live webinar where we're going to be on zoom and you can go to essenceofbeing.com eor and just join up there and okay. it's three hours.
1: ironically that's his birthday
0: <laughs> uh, well how about i'm sure that's just uh, a coincidence just kidding yeah
1: so, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs>
0: so the point of this though is uh if any of you are afraid to love others because you might be left there is mm-hmm. that's deep inside of the abandonment of, uh, it could boil right back down to what we've been talking about this whole time. I'm unworthy. There's something wrong with mm-hmm. me. I'm unwanted. So that is a common, it's, it's very painful, but is a, it is a subconscious belief that can be living out in your life, or in your relationship that you have. hmm so I would suggest the same thing I just told Cheryl is to get a picture of yourself when you're a little girl, put that up on the mirror and look at her and say you are lovable you are worthy mm-hmm. get to yourself you again in the mirror and then change it to I and it's safe to love that's another
1: Safe right?
0: to love others okay? so, right because it is a safety thing again uh huh. All right. So that I'm sure will help. And here's another tool for everybody. Does that help you? Yeah, very much so. Thank you, Verge. Welcome. Awesome. 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 Share. And so definitely, any of you that wants to do that, you do that exercise um, on the mirror every morning. It will definitely shift some things for you, at least make you aware of what's happening in your subconscious and that you can choose to be in the love thought system or the fear thought system. Another way to do this, another tool, one of my favorites, is the universe to-do list. Now, with the universe to-do list, anything that you feel out of control about, and right now, I feel like there's a lot of people feeling out of control. You can't control a lot of things right now in your life, perhaps, okay? And that's why people went went and bought toilet paper is because that's something they could control. So whenever we're feeling out of control, or if we're feeling fear, okay, to put us back into that love thought system, to trust and allow and don't ask how, you put uh, the universe to-do list, you draw a line down the middle of a page on the left-hand side, you put your to-dos, what are you gonna do today to stay in love? What are you gonna do today that can create happiness and joy for you today, just today? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be call your friend, call your parent. Uh, You know, just something that you can do today. On the other side, you put everything else that you have no idea how to do. All the things you're worried about. So my suggestion and what you'll you'll say is you're going to turn it over to the universe. And you're going to say to the universe, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to happen but I really choose for this to shift. So I need your help. So you would write on that other side things like this. Help me figure out what I'm gonna do next. Guide me as to how I can get more income. Show me a way to help my family. Handle this coronavirus situation. Allow me to love myself more today. So the key words you can use and you can just fill in the blank. Help me, guide me, show me, handle and allow. Help me, guide me, show me, handle and allow. Put all that stuff on the universe's side and say, you do it because I don't know how. So I'm going to just trust and allow. Don't ask how. So one way you can do this as just as a general thing is you write down all the places that you feel that like you're in chaos right now, or that you feel fearful of right now, in your family, your health, your work, relationships, the news, TV, your kids, your business, whatever. In every area of your life, you can write down all the things that you feel like you don't have any control over and you're in chaos and you're in fear and you're just not clear on how to shift it or to change it or maybe you do know how but it just had not happened yet okay so you turn it over to the universe and you say you handle it and you put all of those things on that other side now the universe's side should be a lot longer than your side your side's very short universe is very long because the universe, you can call this God, you can call it energy, great spirit, higher self, okay, source, whatever you want to call that. That universe has resources available that you may not be aware of right now. You may not have access or know, or feel like you have access to understanding, but the universe has a ton of resources, infinite ways of bringing things to you that you had no idea how to do and what that does is it lifts your heart it lifts your anxiety it lifts your fear even if it's for the moment it lifts it it lifts your vibration to that love thought system of you know what i'm going to do what i can do today and all that other stuff i'm just going to turn it over and let the universe handle it i don't have to know I don't have to do all the work here. So it's a fabulous tool to really get you back into that love thought system and allow yourself to shift out of fear. So, With that, uh, I just, I'm gonna let you know what's happening for next time. May, May 20th is our next Power Hour. And remember, it's always the third Wednesday of every month. And guess what we're going to talk about in May? May 20th, the third Wednesday of every month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. We're going to be talking about life after trauma, navigating the new normal. Life after trauma, navigating the new normal. And... For those of you who can and want to, please join me, Essence of Relationships, where we're, we were going to do a whole one day live, April 25th, but I've moved it to a digital webinar that we're going to be doing for three hours, April 25th, about the essence of relationships to really get more in touch with loving yourself, loving others, and allow the universe to love you, even though you may not feel like you're working. So, I'll meet all of you. All of you. Birch. What what is is your Birch. Is your
1: yeah. mom said she forgot it? Mom no, forgot it? Oh, they wrote you Patel at junior. Hello. Everybody. Wait, Can you tell me if I can text it to her? She's just told me here. I don't think she hasn't moved yet. Bye, Birch. Oh. Nice to hear your voice. Wait, Birch? Yes, Good, Cheryl. Um, have a
0: question for sorry, you. I'm not
1: going to check on this. It. It's okay, just me gonna... and you guys is,
0: are right? Is the essence? and Shepard for Thank you for the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next time,
2: Cheryl, but you are say. getting emails. Wait, Virg, right? I'll hold for a second. OK. Is that OK? <laughs>